Hey folks, I'm Pastor Eric Tritton from Glory Day Lutheran Church in Hudson, Ohio, and this is A Weekly Word. Thanks for being with me. Uh, over the last month, we've spent some time talking about beauty, uh, talking about how God uses beauty uh, to move us to a, a, a transforming experience, to open us up to hear His Word, to experience uh, His work in our lives in a new way. And, uh, and we talked about there being three basic different kinds of beauty, if we think about this in terms of the Apostles' Creed matching with uh, those, those parts of the Creed, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or another way to think about that is um, creation, uh, redemption, and uh, sanctification, the process of making us holy, and how we live in relationship with those three persons of the one true God. And so we, uh, we can look at the world and we can see things that uh, deal with created beauty where we, uh, where we experience the goodness of creation in tension uh, or in opposition even uh, to the curse of decay. And, and we can recognize that that creates an aching awe in us, uh, a desire for the good things of God uh, in the face of, of difficulties and, and of death. Um, we, uh, we also can talk about broken beauty. Uh, this is the beauty of the cross uh, when we experience the hidden love of God uh, through the, the horrors of evil taking place in the world. Um, we, we see both of those things and, uh, and, and yet we experience this um, incredible trust in suffering love uh, as we go through them and as we recognize them. And then uh, when we talk about promised beauty, we talk about this experience of not yet. You know, God has made us promises that we haven't experienced in their fullness yet, but we look forward to that. And well, the promises are us are ours now, and, and so they already belong to us. And, and so we then live with gestures of, of, of courageous hope in our lives. And... I thought it would be helpful for us to take a look at some scripture and, and to think about, do we see any of these things in, in scripture? And of course, it being the Advent season and we're getting ready for Christmas, I thought it might be helpful to take a look at some of those accounts. And I thought starting with the Annunciation would be a good thing. So I'm looking at Luke chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses 26 through 38. And I'm reading the, uh, the Christian Standard uh, Bible. Uh, it's, it's a rather new translation. I like it. Uh, I've been working with it quite a bit. But uh, um, I think it reads really well. So anyhow. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel came to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. But she was deeply troubled by this statement, wondering what kind of greeting this could be. Then the angel told her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David." 
He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary asked the angel, How can this be, since I have not had sexual relations with a man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And consider your relative Elizabeth. Even she has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month for her who was called childless. For nothing will be impossible with God. See, I am the Lord's servant, said Mary. May it happen to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. So when you look at this and and you think through, um, where do I see beauty in in this portion of God's word? Um, I I was thinking about the the, the created beauty that's at work in here. And part of what I see anyhow um, deals with this uh, relationship between Mary and Joseph. There's something beautiful in the the relationship of a young man and a young woman when they're engaged and they're looking forward to marry marriage and uh, it's such a, a natural part of creation and yet um, it is also one of those things that uh, it it touches on the the curse of decay because we we know that in the marriage vows we marry till death do us part and <clears throat> when we're young. Maybe that's not so much in the forefront of our minds, but it is definitely something that as we live together and, and as we, you know, as husband and wife um, start seeing our, our friends or our family die, that reality presses in on us. And, um, and, and there's an awe in how husband and wife sacrifice for one another and how they take this amazing risk to love one another despite the fact that pain will be part of that relationship. And in this case, you know, thinking about Mary's conception, um, that, that the Holy Spirit comes upon her and she conceives a child, uh, that's something else that, that is amazing. When we think back uh, about everything that goes into conception and childbirth, um, the, the pushing back of death and, and the beginning of a new life, uh, th- these things are incredible. And the risks that are fraught with uh, uh, in pregnancy, um, it, it's, it's, it's an amazing thing. And we can look at these things with an aching awe, now, especially for people who have experienced infertility or have had difficulty with pregnancies uh, or lost children. These things are not simple matters, and we see the goodness of God in it. Uh, we see the difficulty, uh, the curse of decay of life in this world, and it's it's here. It's wrapped up in the story of Mary finding out that she's going to be the mother of our Savior. And with that, there is a broken beauty. Um, broken beauty is that 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 beauty that is expressed through a tr- trust and suffering love. And to get at this, I think Mary definitely uh, has to trust with some suffering love, or at least she will uh, as she goes through the pregnancy and as she experiences the looks and the comments of others. 
But I think a beautiful comment on uh, this type of beauty is, uh, is Joseph's response to finding out that Mary is pregnant. When we look at Joseph, he, it tells us in Matthew chapter 1 that when he found out that Mary was pregnant, he came to a rather natural conclusion and he decided to divorce her because he figured that he must, she must have cheated on him. Um, and after the angel speaks to Joseph, it's very clear that he is prepared to, uh, to trust in suffering love to deal with the fears and the doubts and, and the, the wondering and the comments from people and having his reputation ruined uh, for, for his whole life. Uh, as far as people in his community were concerned, he and Mary were another couple that couldn't wait until they were married. And that mattered to them. And, uh, and, and they stepped forward. And as they walked in love, um, love for God as well as for one another, there was a lot of suffering. When you think about the trip going down to Bethlehem and uh, the struggles of taking Mary in her pregnancy uh, all the way down that distance, uh, having to flee from Herod, um, uh, all of these different things that he experienced. And yet it's all done in faith and trust and in love of God um, in the face of the the trials and the horrors of the evil of this world. And in this account, there is this sense of a, of a not yet and now that leads to gestures of courageous hope. You know, and I think we see it very clearly in Mary's response. Let me read um, verses 31 and 33 for you again. The angel says, Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary trusted that her son would be the king and the savior. You know, this message that the angel proclaimed was not entirely new to Mary. She knew the promises of God to send a savior into the world, the promises from the scriptures that go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, that speak of one who will crush the serpent's head and reconcile God with humanity. She knew that this was angel. This, this angel was saying that she would bear the Messiah. And how does she respond to that? She says, "May it happen to me, as you have said." That is one heck of a gesture of courageous hope. Saying, "God, I'm trusting you to bring me through this." difficult experience, but also to bring the Savior of the world into the world through me. So I hope this is helpful to see different layers of beauty at work in the scriptures. And if it is, please like this, share it, help other people to find it. And next time we'll talk a little bit about the events of Christmas itself. God's blessings. <music>